Hello and welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. This is your host, Ellie Rome. So are you someone who struggles with food cravings or emotional eating? Are you confused about what actually is healthy for you? Or are you struggling to actually make being healthy work into your life? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm a certified holistic health and weight loss coach and former sugar addict binge eater here to give you practical tools and health tips that you can start implementing now to lose weight, have more energy, and truly transform your relationship with food. Hello and welcome. This is episode six of the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I am your host, Ellie Rome. And let's get started. So I'm psyched for today. We're going to be diving into dining out strategies. So this is how to eat mindfully dining out without feeling like you have to roll yourself out of the restaurant or feeling super deprived, like you didn't enjoy yourself at all and that you were super stressed out. So this is one of the biggest things I work with my clients on. I think that they get the most nervous about and they've done diets in the past where they've just completely like refuse to go out with their friends and refuse to socialize because they're so scared that they're going to derail and just like fall into a binge or eat a bunch of Oreo dessert or something like that. So I want, I'm, this is where I think this information is so valuable is that I never want you to feel like you've got to give up your social life to be healthy or follow your health plan. Like that's not sustainable or fun. And I want to help you make it that way. So here, these are strategies that I used myself that really, really helped. And then now I share with clients and we work through to make sure that they're set up for success when they go and they don't feel the overwhelm and the stress beforehand. And then once you do this a couple of times and start like learning what, you know, what works, what doesn't work for you, then it becomes effortless and it's just the way you are. So let's dive in. We're going to start. Okay. I've got a couple notes. Um, so if you're watching this on YouTube, my gaze may may flutter just because I don't want to go completely off track. All right. So we're going to start with pre-meal strategies. Okay. The first thing, I think the biggest, most powerful thing you can do is to eat before you go. All right. It doesn't mean that you have to eat a full meal and then not eat when you get to the restaurant. That's not what I mean. I just mean not going ravenous. Okay. Because what happens when we're starving when we go to a restaurant? A, one thing is that we tend to overeat or eat all the things. So like the bread and the chips become irresistible because you're about to eat your arm. And if the food takes too long, it's just like, what the hell? And then you just start eating like mindlessly. And then if you're too hungry, also it sets you up for a poor food decision. So like even ordering can be more challenging and it's just like, give me the greasiest thing on the menu. And then um, also, yeah, overeating. So when we're ravenous, it tends to set us up to just binge and overeat because we just need food in our body so quickly that we end up, you know, eating so fast and then not even paying attention to our food, really not even enjoying the meal and, and then leaving overstuffed and like, what the heck just happened? Like not even feeling satiated because, because we didn't even like we basically inhaled our meals. And I share this with you, not, I keep saying you, but this was me. So this is what I used to do. So that's why um, when I say you, I'm not um, totally just based on experience and based on what I see with clients. All right. So eating before you go. So what does that mean? Okay. Well, it could be, you know, a handful of nuts, a cube of bar in your purse or your car, just so that if you are like, you're going straight from 
work to out to eat or you're going to a lunch meeting and you're not going to be home in between like always have something with you that you can eat before so like i said a bar or nuts or um apple and almond butter or something like that just something to hold you over especially because yeah a lot of times you get to the restaurant and it it can take up to 30 45 minutes to even get your food so Set yourself up for success to not have to binge on the chips or the bread, especially if you're going to a Mexican restaurant or an Italian restaurant where they're going to serve those things or a restaurant that you know they serve, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean you can't have any of those if they work for you, but it's just like to not overindulge because you're so hungry. Okay, so that's step one. Eat before you go, no matter what. Do not go hungry to a restaurant. All right, step two check the menu beforehand and this is i think really really powerful especially in the beginning if you're like transitioning into a different health lifestyle and deciding before you go take so much of the pressure off where you have a set plan that you can call and ask questions about the menu especially if you're like you're doing an elimination experiment calling it an experiment not a diet because that's what it is it's an experiment with your body so if like you are like you know trying out giving up gluten and dairy and stuff. It can be a lot of pressure to go out to eat with a bunch of people and then have not looked at the menu at all. And really, have, you know, if you're new to it and you're like, I know a lot of us don't want to be like extra or want to be like that person that's like, is this gluten-free? Well, is that gluten-free? What's in this? Like take 30 minutes to order. I know that can be like, I know I used to feel a lot of pressure and I didn't want to be that person and I was kind of embarrassed. And I know a lot of my clients feel that way and you may be someone who doesn't mind that at all and like doesn't mind and that's great like that's amazing but I know a lot of us don't want to be like that person and so looking at the menu beforehand you know calling if you have questions and like hey is there gluten in this so they can go ask and then over the phone it's not a big deal and then you can get your or you know the menu may have that all listed on it but when you're out with people and a lot of times we get to the restaurant, we're not even looking at the menu, we're socializing. And then all of a sudden the waiter comes and it's like, hey, what's your order? And then you're panicking, looking at the menu like, I don't know. Um, and so it just takes a lot of the pressure off, especially in the beginning when you're kind of figuring out what are your best options. And this also gives you a chance to really look into the menu. So one of the, my strategies is like most restaurants, basically, you know, meat and veggies is always the default go-to. So like if you're a steakhouse, you know, steak and roasted asparagus or roasted whatever, but it's a chance to kind of look at like, okay, the steak comes with fried double baked mashed potatoes with, um, you know, maybe something that isn't, you know, in alignment with your goals. You can like take a second to look at the other sides on the menu like oh the salmon comes with grilled asparagus and you know brussels sprouts like i'd rather those so like you know parent you know choosing those sides off the menu making the modifications giving you a chance to kind of figure those modifications out and not having to do that at the restaurant and that just makes it also you know when you have a decision made and you go to the restaurant versus you not and then like your best friend is ordering the fried blooming onion out back and you're just like oh well shoot she's doing that so i'll just do that too i guess where if you had a decision first you know it, it makes it easier to just stick to that if that makes sense so yeah check the menu before this is what i do with clients um 
we navigate their menus. They're like, Ellie, I'm going out to eat on Wednesday. You know, I'm really not sure what to get. What would you suggest? And then we go through the menu together. I kind of teach them how, or if they're, they text me and they're like, I'm going out. Then I navigate the menu for them and just help them choose their best options. All right. And the next step. So, okay. First thing, eat before. Second thing, check the menu beforehand. Take that pressure off yourself. Third thing is to set intentions before you go to the restaurant. Like, how do you want to feel after you leave? Do you want to feel bloated and tired and like you're going to need a nap after you go eat lunch with your friends? Or do you want to feel light and energized and like just that, even on the way, like taking five, two minutes to set an intention. Like, how do I want to feel when I leave here? What do I like? What do I want for myself? How do I want to show up? Do I want to be shoveling my food in my mouth, eating like a gargoyle in the middle of the night? Or do I want to be like light and poised and not so focused on food and be able to be really present with the people I'm with? Do I want to, you know, relax and enjoy, but be mindful? Do I want to again, feel like light and energized. So taking the time to articulate that can be so powerful. So you can even like state it out loud in your car on the drive over to the restaurant or, you know, write it down or just, yeah, think of it on the drive over. Like, how do I want to feel? What are my intentions? How like would the best version of me show up today if I, when I go out to eat with my friends? And that can be, just that intention setting can make all the difference in the world. And then throughout your meal, you can kind of connect back to those intentions. Like, okay, like, do I want dessert? Well, wait, like, how did I, you know, when I came here, how did I want to feel? I wanted to feel really light. Like, is that going to be in alignment with that? Mm, maybe not. And it just is so helpful. And it kind of keeps you remembering what you wanted for yourself. And another thing is to visualize the the you that you want to show up so like really like seeing the best you like closing your eyes and just like how would i be showing up i'd be like sitting up tall again and like poise and eating slowly and enjoying my food enjoying my company and if you know somebody so if you're like i was a huge binge eater and like kind of was crazy when i got to eat so it helped to to have kind of like a role model in my mind of somebody that did show up that way that like i looked at and was like dang, they're like very, like, they're not overeating. They're like making mindful choices. Like, wow. And sometimes in the beginning, it's helpful to have that kind of go-to to be like, what would they do? How are they showing up? Um, like if, and embodying that. And that can make a really big difference. Or if it's just thinking about your best self and then embodying that, like, what would my best self do here? And just keep asking that question throughout the meal. Okay. So Eat before, check the menu, set intentions. That's all the pre-meal work. Okay. Now the next thing is the next strategies are going to be so during your meal. So one of the biggest things is not overeating when we dine out. So I know so many of us just like you get way bigger portions than you might serve yourself at home. And a lot of us have been conditioned to finish our plate. So it can be really easy to just eat everything. And then afterwards, like shoot and like need to unbutton your pants. So to help avoid this, I like one strategy is called the speed bump. So what this is, is basically you get your food 
And right away, just taking your fork and just kind of dividing your plate in half. It doesn't have to be like some huge spectacle where you're like placing food off or anything, but just like having kind of a visual for yourself that there's like a halfway point. And all this is, is that you get to that halfway point and it's a chance to reconnect, to put your fork down, take a couple breaths, like kind of assess where you're at. Um, I know a lot of times we're eating and talking and socializing. So kind of not paying attention to our meal or where we're at on our fullness scale. And that can be what leads to the overeating. So it's a chance to, to pause and like, re like, connect back in your body? Like, Hey, where am I at? Like, am I still hungry? And give yourself a cup, like a couple minutes, maybe order a cup of hot water and see, or tea or club soda and just see where you're at. Give it a couple of seconds, take breaths, you know, and it's okay to keep eating, like absolutely. But it reminding yourself at that point too, that like you can eat again and you can get that to go. And if you're not really sure where you're at, just connecting back to like a chance to connect back to those intentions of like, oh, I want to feel really energized after this meal. I, I don't want to go take a nap. Maybe that means like, I really don't need to eat anymore right now. If I get hungry in an hour, then I can always eat. And just like having that space to make mindful choices. Like, do I want to eat? Or being like, you know, what? I am still a little hungry, I can, you know, but I don't need all of this. Like, let me, you know, create another speed bump. Divide that in half. I'll eat this half, take a pause and see how I feel. So it's all just, all of this is just about awareness and tuning into your own body and not just running on autopilot or getting so distracted that you're not paying attention to your meal. Okay, so using the speed bump can be really helpful. The next thing is, okay, during your meal, is if there's like appetizers or there's, you know, you get sort of a big thing of fries on your plate. Um, actually, real quick before that. So again, kind of back to the speed bump. If you get overserved initially and you're like, I know this is way too much food. Okay, to get, to immediately get like, put half of it, ask for a to-go box and get it out of sight, out of mind. Or even once you get to that speed bump point, if you, that the rest is like, you're not hungry anymore, then to ask for that to-go box so that, a lot of times when other people are still eating, we're like just picking, just like mindlessly picking because we need something to do. And that can be what leads to overeating. So getting it out of sight, out of mind kind of just really helps. And um, if you feel like, if that's like impolite, like I know I don't care if someone else did that. And you can always say like, I'm taking this home for my husband and I don't want to eat it or some, you know, anything if someone is questioning you, but really I don't think it's a big deal and it can be really, really helpful if you're someone who tends to overeat. Okay. Next thing is the post meal ritual. Okay. So wait, nope, not yet. We're going to start with, um, that's next thing. Okay. This, the next thing is, um, with like sides. So with things like appetizers and sides of French fries or whatever, if you're served tater tots, whatever it may be to, not eat off the big portion. So if there's like some big appetizer of nachos and you do want some, that's okay. But just to be mindful, like how much do I actually want? Put it on a separate plate. If you don't have one, you can ask for one and let that be like, this is the amount I feel really good about. And then I know like it'll still be in alignment with the goals. I like my intentions and like, I'll feel energized. I just want a couple bites versus mindlessly picking at it where we don't really know how much we've eaten. And it's kind of just like, you may be talking and just munching and not really know. And that tends to 
lead to us to poor food decisions or overeating. So set your intention by getting a plate, getting a specific plate, putting the specific amount that you're good about eating, you know, eating it, enjoying it, slowing down, tasting every bite. And then when it's done, that's done. And this is what leads into the post-meal ritual, which is basically having something to do after you eat. This can be so powerful. So once you get to that speed bump and you're like, you know what, I'm done. Or you just realize you're, you're full, you don't want to eat anymore. Or you've had like a portion of something that's like fries or something. And you're like, I don't really want to eat anymore. Giving yourself something to do after that. So that can be like what I said, the, the coffee or hot tea or club soda. And it's so that when other people are still eating, that you've got something to do that you have like, okay, I'm done. And it also signals to your brain. Like once you do this multiple times, it signals to your brain, Hey, the meal's over. Like this is like, I'm done eating. This is great. And then you can just enjoy yourself, but have that something to do. And the post-meal ritual is also an incredible strategy for dessert. So instead of, you know, training yourself, instead of like needing something sweet after every meal that you have this continual post-meal ritual instead, the hot tea, the water, the club soda, the coffee. And if you want a replacement for dessert, like you do want something sweet, but you don't really want the Oreo dessert, then doing something like, um, sometimes I'll bring with my, me or I tell clients like a piece of dark chocolate in your purse or have it in your car. If you're not, if you don't want to whip that out at the restaurant, like that's okay. Um, and so that you have something like readily available that, you know, like once you leave, it'll be the It's right there. It's ready for you. Um, or it could be like a bar or something. And also things like getting a packet of, I love this. Um, it's the Yogi brand tea, the vanilla spice. It's sweet. And it's like cinnamon and very dessert like, and the smells of the vanilla are so nice. So packing a couple of those packs, keeping those in your purse and having that as your post meal ritual, because it kind of feels like dessert. And then same thing with, it's called hot cacao mix that by four sigmatic, that's the mushroom coffee brand. And you can order packets of that or find them at a lot of stores. The hot cacao mix is so good. You just mix it. You just order a cup of hot water at the restaurant. And then that's like sipping on a cup of hot cocoa and it's sweet and it can really be nice to have after a meal, especially if it's late and you don't want to get a coffee or you're not into decaf coffee. Um, so yeah, that's another option. And then the other thing is if you are going to have dessert, like that's okay. That's fine. It's just like, again, this is where the awareness comes in. This is where the mindfulness comes in. This is where, you know, like setting an intention, like I'm going to have dessert. I'm going to have like, but a couple bites and putting those bites on a separate plate and then still doing that post-meal, that post-dessert ritual. So it's like, okay, I'm going to savor every single bite, and then I'm going to have my hot water or my hot tea or my coffee or my club soda so that your brain has a signal for finish so it's not just kind of in limbo after you're done, like, hmm, maybe I want another bite, you know? So it gives you something to kind of finalize it in your brain and have something to look forward to. So um, another thing is just like keeping it – dessert readily available at home. So like I said, with the dark chocolate and stuff, or if you have like a paleo dessert at home, especially if you're on an elimination experiment, you know, it's having something to look forward to if you're really like struggling with not ordering dessert. So a lot of this is so dependent on you though. So 
I say mindful bites, like that's fine. But if you are doing like an elimination experiment where you're not eating gluten and you're not eating dairy for a period of time because you've got horrible IBS or anxiety or autoimmune issues and you want it, you really want to try this to a have that intention in the beginning of just like, I really want to see, like, I really want to honor my elimination experiment, see how good I can feel. So like dessert, not that I can't have it. So releasing the, I can't haves is I think so important. It's really like, I'm choosing right now not to have that because I'm doing this and you don't have to explain that to anybody, but in your own head, just like, Oh, but I really want to see, like, I want to see how I can good. I can feel by not eating this for a little bit. Also, if you're a sugar addict, sometimes those mindful bites, I know for me, that was not a good thing. Like that was, that would, I could, it was very hard for me to be mindful when it came to sugar. It was, like with any addiction, like one drink, if you're an alcoholic can set you on a cascade to just go, you know, very slippery slope. And that's how it was for me. It was like, I had to abstain for a period of time because I was so hooked that just a little bit would wake up my sugar dragon and it'd be like, all bets are off. And so know that about yourself. And this may be an experiment too. Maybe you try like, okay, I'm setting the intention. I'll, I'll just, if I have dessert, there'll be three mindful bites. And I'm going to enjoy them. And then you try that. And then you notice that you've got sugar cravings for the rest of the week. It's just learning about yourself or that you end up like you can't stop and you end up binging when you get home or you end up not being able to stop at the three bites. And it would, sometimes it's just easier to not for a little while to, to abstain, have those black and white where it's like, you know what, right now, um, it's easier for none, but you may be a person who is, can moderate. So it is just tuning into yourself and having that kind of reflection like, oh, I ate a couple of bites and now I am ravenous for sugar. And this, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, a whole nother podcast episode. Cause I know like for me, it wasn't even about like chocolate cake at a restaurant. It was like, I would eat a couple pieces of dried fruit and all of a sudden I'd be buying bags of dried fruit, downing them each night. And it was like, okay whoa, whoa, this is like fueling that sugar dragon. So I had to abstain for a little while till I could regain, like to be back in charge of myself. So I hope that makes sense. So it's really about you, what works, what doesn't work. And this can be an experiment. So this is every time you go out to eat, it's learning, you know, it's trying some of these strategies and seeing where you do well and seeing what maybe not or isn't so well and that you can up level the next time. So like, did I, you know, did I overeat now? I'm so full. So like tune back in, not to beat yourself up, not to feel guilty, but it's just like, Hey, isn't it interesting that I'm like way over full right now? What, what set me up for that? Oh, I was starving when I went to the restaurant and I ended up like, I couldn't even think. And I ordered something I normally wouldn't and I way over ate or Tracy ordered not, or like whoever, um, Tammy ordered dessert. So it really tempted me and I didn't have a backup plan. So next time when that happens, when my best friend orders dessert, I'm going to get, uh, like I'll bring that dark chocolate or I'm going to get that vanilla spice tea or I'll have, you know, a paleo dessert at home that I can look forward to. So I'm not, so I don't have to worry about it or I can set my intentions and just get, use my post meal ritual and drink some, drink some club soda and be fine. And yeah, so it's all learning. There's no such thing as failure. It's everything is feedback. 
And I think the biggest message like that you could take away from this is just awareness and releasing perfection. And so if you eat three fries, that doesn't mean it, all bets are off and I'm going to have to, you know, now I might as well just order the fried chicken and the Oreo dessert that it's okay to, to have, you know, to be mindful and just stay aware throughout your meal, which is where these little like speed bumps and, you know, moments of awareness can be really helpful to check back in. Like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not paying attention at all. <laughs> Let me tune back into what I'm doing, how I want to feel. And this doesn't have to be hard. And I know this can sound like a lot, like, oh my gosh, this is so much thinking and so much strategizing. But once you do it regularly, and once you kind of are over the hump of like sugar addiction, or like once you get used to certain things that you like eating, it becomes so much easier. Once you've navigated some menus, it's like, you can go anywhere and you know what's good, what you feel good eating and what you want to eat. So I promise this can become second nature. It's just in the beginning, it can be a little rocky or maybe a little uncomfortable or some more extra effort, but it doesn't, it won't always be like that. And the more you do it, the better you'll get and the better you're going to feel. So I hope these strategies are helpful for you. If you have any questions around any of them or have your own strategies that you use that you can share with me that I can use for help clients with, like I would love to hear them. And if you are someone who does eat out a lot and is having a lot of trouble or is struggling with, you know, trying to do an elimination diet or experiment, I like to call it. So um, like, but needs help because they're feeling, you're feeling really deprived. Like you don't have to, feel deprived. So reach out. I'm here to help. Uh, email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com. And that's M-I-N-D-F-U-L-B-E-L-L-I-E or DM me on Instagram. And if you've got any specific restaurants that you're like, Ellie, I eat here all the time. I always feel like crap after. Like, Hit me up. I'll help you. <laughs> so I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. And again, I hope this was helpful. All right. Bye. Thank you.